Have you ever wondered what it'll be like to be mentored and taught by RC and Lisa? To be a part of an exclusive group with opportunities to ask questions to RC directly? There is a program called Mordecai Mission. It may be the opportunity you're looking for. Mordecai is a 12-week program conducted on Zoom by RC and Lisa. The program is named Mordecai because it was Mordecai who mentored Esther into her reign as queen. RC has been called the King of Queens. His passion for empowering women is like that of Mordecai. The program is for women seeking spiritual and emotional healing as well as a sense of purpose and a return to self-love. It's biblically based and spiritually empowered. It is roughly an hour of teaching done by RC. It then moves into Q&A. The program is based on three pillars. One, inner healing. Two, self-discovery. And three, self-development. The program runs for 12 weeks straight. Meetings are at the same time every weekend. The meetings are about 90 minutes to 2 hours. To be a part of the next group, go to www.rcblakes.com and register. Seats are limited. Pray about it. And if you feel a witness in your heart, don't procrastinate. Go ahead and register. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hey, 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 this is R.C. Blakes, and I am, of course, excited to be able to share with you. And I need you to invite some people to come into this conversation tonight. Uh, I believe we're going to have, um, really, I believe we're going to have some breakthrough tonight. Um, I was just kind of pondering, what should I talk to you all about today? And for some reason, this just stuck with me. How to walk out of a toxic relationship, you know, walking out of a soul tie relationship, walking out of something that has proven to be unhealthy for you, unproductive for you. You'd be amazed at how many people are struggling with moving on from situationships that have done everything but kill them. And it is more prominent than you realize. People struggle with leaving relationships. I think it's because most people enter relationships with, you know, the right intentions and the right heart. You know, you want to be to a person um, an asset, you, you envision that this person is going to be your future, and when that thing just does not work out, sometimes it's very hard to let go of what I call the toxic hope. 
And you know, that's hope that causes you to hold on and to hang on to things that uh, do not serve you. It's hard to let it go when you've put all of your eggs in this basket. It's hard to let it go when you've made all of the necessary investments and that stuff was never really reciprocated. But there's a, there's a soul tie. Now, some people, you know, like to um, refute the idea of a soul tie. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but I think it's obvious today that there's something that's at work in these toxic relationships that's far greater than infatuation or attraction. Attraction doesn't make you stick with a person that nearly kills you. Infatuation doesn't make you stick with a person that has done everything, probably even uh, spit in your face or spat in your face, and you're still there. You're begging this person to stay in your life. And you're, 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 you know, you're, you're like the picture of the lady holding on to the pant leg refusing to let the individual walk out of the door. There's, there's more to that. There's something deeper than the psychological or the emotional in a situation like that. And how many of you have friends and you have loved ones who are in this very condition that I'm describing right now? It has to be something deeply spiritual along with psychological along with emotional but a soul tie is a situation when we look at the term soul from a biblical perspective it speaks of um, the mind the will and the emotions of a person when we say that a person is you know has been impacted by a soul tie it means that their mind, their will, their emotions seem to be under the auspices of this individual. This person can play with their minds. This person can dictate their emotions. And this person can steer their will. If you're in a situation right now where a person can play with your mind, steer your will in whatever direction they want it to go in or want you to go in, and play with your emotions, you're in a soul tie. Especially when in your right mind you know that this person is not God's best. It's not even God's will. This person is not God-ordained. And you're still there trying to make this work. I'm here to tell you it's time to walk out. And it's time to walk out once and for all. It's time to walk out for good. So I'm going to kind of work with this theme, walk. And we're going to use it tonight or today or whenever you're watching this. We're going to use it as an acronym. And so all four of my points will be uh, the acronym WALK. What does it mean to walk? But as I was pondering, you know, just the idea of delivering this message to you, 
my mind went to the biblical text relative to the prodigal son. If you're a church person, I'm certain that you've heard a sermon or a lesson uh, relating to the prodigal son. And it's found there in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 18. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And the father divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. He's leaving the safety, the security, uh, the structure of his father's house. He's taken his inheritance and he's going into a far country. And the Bible says, and there he wasted. The Bible says, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living, frivolous living, you know, just perverted living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself, here it is, he what went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine, pigs. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And when you read the full story, he got up from that hog pen, and he went back home to his father and his father received him now this prodigal son is you know as I looked at it uh, you know with a different eye today as I was pondering talking to you this prodigal son is symbolic of every phase of a soul tie relationship now this boy was, was safely in his father's house. He was a young prince. He had everything going for him. He was wealthy. Probably was a good looking fella. Well groomed, well cared for. And somehow there was, letter A, a desire in his heart that pulled him away from what was right and wholesome. And isn't that how, isn't that how this soul tie relationship began with you? There was some reason you had a desire in your heart that pulled you, steered you, influenced you away from everything you knew was right and everything that was wholesome. This boy's situation is very symbolic of the soul tie. Letter B, he forsook his judgment to pursue his desires 
and then tied himself to the people of that land. He left his father, he left his family, left his home to pursue the desire that was in his heart. He forsook all of his judgment and he went in pursuit of the desire of his heart and he joined himself, he tied himself to the people of that place. Let us see. The relationships that he developed while in this far country, away from his father's house, away from his father's instruction, guidance and wisdom, the relationships he developed wasted everything he had of value. And then the relationships left the boy humiliated. I'm telling you, this thing is very similar, symbolic to soul tie relationships. Letter D, the relationships that he developed were not reciprocal. When he took all of the money that his father gave him and he went to that land, he wasted his substance and riotous living. But when he was in need, no one gave to him. And then letter E, his only way out of that situationship was to leave it. He had to forget about all of the mistakes he, he, he had made. He had to forget about all of the money he had invested. He had to forget about all of that and he had to just leave it. But he had to, before he could leave it, he had to wake up. And I believe that I'm the, I'm the alarm clock today for a lot of you. It's time for you to wake up. You, you, you cannot leave until you wake up. So what is this acronym? How does this acronym play out? Wake. Wake. A walk. W. I just gave it to you. Wake up and pay attention. If you're going to walk, you got to first wake. Wake up and pay attention. You, you just kind of bouncing around here and you just floating around here and you're ignoring all of the obvious while everybody that loves you and is in your life can see the whole truth and nothing but the truth and you're just sleeping. The Bible says of this prodigal son, things did not change until he came to himself. He woke up. You can't walk. Until you wake up. He woke up mentally. He woke up spiritually. All he had to do to wake up. Watch this. Watch this. All he had to do to wake up. Was to look around. At his results. Or his outcomes. This boy looked around. He said man I'm sitting here starving. My father has servants that are doing better than I'm doing and I'm sitting here about to eat what the hogs eat. Nobody's, nobody's helping me. All this boy had to do to wake up was to look around at his results. 
And all you need to do tonight or today, whenever, wherever you're watching this, whatever time it is, is to look around at your outcomes. I know that you thought that this was the love of your life, but is what you're getting the fruit of love? If I can, if I can just get you to look around at your outcomes and be honest about your results or the lack thereof, if I can get you woke, I can get you to walk in. In Haggai, the Bible says, very powerful text in Haggai chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Because there's some of you that just act like, you, you know, you're just ignoring the obvious. That you thought you had a king, but you really had a, a, a clown. You thought he had on a crown, but that was nothing but aluminum foil wrapped around his head. And, and it goes both ways, because this message is for women and men. You got some men that need to wake up. And need to walk. But in Haggai chapter 1 verses 5 through 7 it says. Now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. And thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. You have planted much. But you harvest little. You eat but you do not have enough. You drink but you do not have enough to be intoxicated he says you clothe yourselves but no one is warm enough and he who earns wages earns them just to put them in a bag with holes in it because God has withheld his blessing thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct consider your ways Think about what you're doing. Look at all it look at all you're investing in this. Look at all that you're putting into this. And what are your outcomes? What are, what have you gotten back? How many years have you given to this? What have you gotten back? Consider your ways. Because to walk out, you must first wake up. What, what are you actually getting from this situation? Come on, answer me. What, 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 are, what are you... I, I know you say you love this person so much, but what are you actually getting from this? Huh? Because a relationship is supposed to go both ways. What have you deposited into this? How much have you deposited into this? How much love, prayer, money, sweat, equity, how much have you deposited into this? What have you taken away? What was the foundation of this? Was God the foundation of this? Did God ordain this? If God ordained it, it seems to me that it, it shouldn't, more than likely, shouldn't have separated you from your family, your, your mama and your sister and him and your friends and all of them. Sometimes the hardest thing to face is truth. We, 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 you know, we want to stay asleep because we don't want to face truth. You know, as, and then as, as I was pondering talking to you, the Holy Spirit said this to me. 
The truth is never your enabler, but it is always your best friend. The truth is never your enabler, but it is always your best friend. Sometimes the truth slaps us around a little bit, but when the truth gets through with us, we're better for it. There's a saying I have, sometimes you must let your heart break for your soul to heal. If you're going to walk, you got to wake up. You wake up by just kind of looking around and really paying attention to your outcomes. Is this, is this what this is supposed to be? Am I supposed to be depleted all the time? Am I, am I supposed to always be crying? Am I supposed to always be embarrassed? Am I supposed to always be in a mode where I'm wishing and hoping and, and never get any kind of productivity or solid outcome? If you're going to walk, you got to wake up and pay attention. A, number two, A equals you have to activate your will. You got to wake up and then you have to A, W, wake up, A, activate your will. Because the prodigal son that I just read about or read into your hearing, he made a decision to go into the that far country, and he also made a decision to get up and to get out. You, you're going to have to activate your will. You see, there are a lot of you who are praying for God to, God deliver me from this, and you've really not set your will against this. And the reason we know you've not set your will against this is because you haven't deleted any phone numbers. You keep responding to every little message you get. It can be a smoke signal. There you are running. But you see, if you don't make a decision and activate your will against this thing, you're doomed. If you don't, if you don't hear what I'm saying to you and make a decision and activate your will to walk, you're doomed. You're going to be, you will be like the people who give a person that never deserved a conversation decade after decade after decade of their lives and then end up after you've gotten old and almost ready for the grave sharing your story with young people when here I am today saying to you, you're going to have to activate your will. You're going to have to make a decision that I don't want this no more. You see, because there's, there's one thing about God, he's not really going to override your will. And you, you, can, you, can, you can fall out and kick your feet in the air and do all of that stuff. And you can, you can send 10-page emails talking about how you, this person did this and they did that. And they embarrassed you and they humiliated you and they took all of your money and they brought you STDs. And, and you, you can have me read all of that stuff trying to respond to you. But if, if you have not activated your will, don't, please don't send me no email right now. Because there's nothing I can tell you 
that is going to change your situation until you set your will against this situation. You can't walk until you activate your will. You, you got to look yourself in the mirror and you have to be able to say, oh yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I know y'all heard me say it before. In fact, about it, you know what? When you really activate your will, you ain't going to tell nobody. You're just going to move forward. Because when you activate your will, an activated will turns into momentum. It turns into action. It's not a whole lot of talk. You're not trying to convince nobody. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. I, I've said it before you. Now the choice is yours. Death, life. What do you choose? What do you choose? Which direction are you going to go? And then that word choose there, it's a verb meaning to take a keen look at, to test this thing, to prove it. It, it, it denotes a choice which is based on a thorough examination of your outcomes. This is not just some arbitrary whim. When you look at your situation and you come back with your good mind and your intelligence and your, your, your discernment that's in your spirit after further examination what do you conclude now what is your will see because if you take a good look at this thing and you come back and you continue to do the same thing you are no longer a victim you have just become a volunteer. You see, once you, once you wake up, the next step is to get up. You know, every morning I wake up. <laughs> every morning I wake up. But waking up is not enough. Once I wake up and I'm conscious and I'm aware that I'm alive and I have, another sh I have another shot at life and I have another chance. Now I have to establish my will to get up. Sometimes that, you know, waking up is easy. But that getting up part sometimes is hard. Because getting up requires me to establish my will against my feelings. I don't always feel like getting up. If you wake up and you never make up your mind to get up, watch this, you might as well stay asleep. Because a, a, a person that wakes up but never gets up accomplishes the same thing as a person that never woke up. So you may as well stay asleep. If you look in James chapter 1 and verse 25 of the Bible, and this is the message version, it says this. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the wisdom of God, the instruction of God, the free life he calls it, 
even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. You're not going to get free until you establish your will against this thing and it turns into action. You know the direction of your will by the direction of your choices. You see, your, your, your mouth says one thing, but your choices are the acid test. We, 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 we know, we know that, 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 you know, uh, you, you've, you've awakened and you've observed some things, but now we need to see that you've established your will like this prodigal son did to actually shift your will in the direction that is opposite of what you're dealing with now. Which brings me to... Our third point, letter L, wake up, pay attention. A, activate your will. L, it is. You got to leave the dysfunctional familiarity. It's amazing how, you know, when you've been in a thing for so long, um, it's amazing how you develop this um, toxic connection. The mental health uh, professionals call it, uh, in, some, in some cases, a trauma bond. You know, you develop a codependency even with an individual. Neither of you is good for the other, but there's some sick sense of... Um, fulfillment you bring to one another and so the, the the hardest thing is to actually wake up activate your will and then actually leave you know not not just not just running off at the mouth I deserve this and I deserve that and I'm not gonna take this and I'm not gonna take that well the reason you're going you know off on this big rant is because you're not really going you ain't gonna move your feet you just running your mouth. You're trying to scare somebody. You, 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 you're still hoping that you can scare somebody straight. No, no, no. If you're going to walk, you're going to actually have to leave this dysfunctional familiarity. See, I know it's all you've known. This prodigal son, it, you know, he woke up, he got up, and then he got out. He, he had... He had you know, develop what he thought, I guess, were friendships there in, in this uh, far country. But once he woke up and, and looked around and, uh, you know, determined that I deserve better than this, the boy put one foot in front of the other. So let, let me ask you a question. Are you prepared to leave? Because you, you're calling everybody, you, you're talking to everybody, you, you're making all of these posts on the social media, but every, every year we look around, you're still in this situation. You haven't gone anywhere. And if, if you're not ready to leave, 
you can't you can't you can't walk without leaving. And I'm not I'm not talking to people that are in marriages that may be challenged and let you know unless somebody's physically abusing you you know just uh, cheating and and possibly bringing stuff home to you and all of that. I'm not talking I'm not talking to married folk in general, but I'm talking to people who are in these relation these situationships that have not been healthy from day one. And now you have you all tied up in this situation to this person and your life is constantly going down the drain and it's time for you to walk. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and watch this. I will receive you. God says you got you to gotta leave them, him, her, leave this unclean situation, and then I'm going to receive you. You see, why is that part important? When God says, I'm going to receive you. You may only break a soul tie with God's help. God only moves in when you've dismissed others. And sometimes the way you dismiss others is by giving them the gift of your absence. Like some of you all, you know, making all of this to do over a house, things. Man, let me tell you something. You can get another house. You're losing time. You don't get more time. Let them have all of that if you have to. Give them the gift of your absence. And God says, when you separate yourself from that, then I'm going to receive you. And the strength you never knew you had, I'm going to provide it. And you're going to be able to walk out of this thing victoriously. But now here's the problem. Here's the problem with leaving. We're trying to wait until we feel like leaving. But the truth is, you can't wait until you feel like leaving certain dysfunction. Once you identify it as a dysfunction, because you know, people fall in love with poison. You know, most, most Monday mornings, you don't feel like getting up. Do you? Most Monday mornings, most of you, I dare say, you do not feel like getting up and going to work. But you, 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 you wake up, you get up, and you leave the comfort of your bed and your home, and you go to your job faithfully every Monday because you know the outcome if you don't. Now let me ask you a question. If you don't leave this situation, where is it going? If, if, if you stick with this physically abusive, emotionally abusive, financially abusive, spiritually abusive, whatever, 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 whatever this soul tie situation is, where is this going to end up? Sometimes you're going to have to leave with tears. You're not always going to feel like leaving. Sometimes you're going to have to leave with tears in your eyes and 
you're going to have to leave with, with all of your toxic memories, you know, that toxic nostalgia, I call it. Because when this, when this um, prodigal son that we read about, when he actually woke up and looked around that hog pen and said, man, I'm sitting in this mess, and he activated his will, and he said, I'm going to get up from here, and I'm going. I'm leaving this place. I'm not sticking with this. That was the boy. Watch this. The act of leaving, he is leaving the, the, the far country and going back humbly to his father was repentance. You see, repentance is, is more than just being sorry, but biblical repentance is being sorry in your heart and then changing the direction of your walk. See, the, the, the religious church has made repentance nothing but talk. Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. While the walk, the direction of the person yet goes in the same direction. If, and what is repentance, what repentance does for you is repentance replaces you back to the place of God's grace and God's will. And if, if you're not ready to leave, you haven't really repented yet. Because when one repents, it he or she changes the course or the direction of their walk. And then number four, and finally, walk, W-A-L-K. Keep going until you kill it. Once you start moving away from this situation, keep going, keep going until you kill it. You're going to have days where that flesh is going to be trying to call you back. For the sex, you're going to have days where that toxic nostalgia is going to call you back saying, give it one more shot. You're going to have days where this individual is going to uh, leave messages, send notes and flowers and all of this kind of stuff trying to get you caught up again in that soul tie. But the wisdom of God is keep going until you kill it. prodigal son turned his back on the far country, he turned his back on that situation, and he kept going until he was out of it. You, 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 you can't afford to look back. You can't even afford to keep friends in your life that want to remind you of that or, or want to pull you back into that. You, you got to keep going until you kill it. There's a brother in the Bible by the name of Lot. And uh, God was, Lot and his wife and his family lived in a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. Very sinful place and God was getting ready to judge that place. God said, y'all got to get out of here. He said, don't look back. And, and Lot was going and his wife was behind him. But there was something in Lot's wife that longed for whatever was in Sodom and Gomorrah and she looked back and judgment hit her, and she turned into a pill of salt and Lot 
kept going. You got to keep going till you kill it. Because if, if you look back, if you reach back, come on now. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fertilize it. You're gonna you're gonna give it life again. Now the process of continuing to go, just stick with this process of moving on away from this. This won't be an easy path. But you have to understand this. It's the only path. It's not an easy path. It's the only path. And the farther you move away from it, what happens is you deprive it of oxygen. It's like you suffocate it. And what has to happen is, while you are physically putting distance between you and this soul tie relationship, you have to simultaneously, watch this, draw closer to God. And, and allow God to allow God to revitalize you spiritually. And then you're going to have to feed your mind, feed your soul with God's word and positive affirmations and the counsel of positive and healthy people. And the farther you get away from it, the clearer you see how toxic and demonic it was. I know right now it feels like, you know, it, it feels like a drug addict trying to come off of, a, off of a heavy drug, but it won't always be like this. And listen to what the Bible says in Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you move away from this toxic situation, your mind is being renewed. What's happening is you're beginning to remember the will of God you're, as your mind is renewed. You're, you're beginning to come back in tune with your true worth and your true value. As your mind is renewed, your vision, your hopes, your dreams are coming alive again. All of these things died while you were tied up in this knot. But as, as if, if you just keep going until you kill it, all of that stuff is going to return. And so I wanted to, I wanted to share this with you tonight as the Spirit of God put it on my heart. And what I'm saying to so many of you that are listening to me right now, I know it feels like, you know, this situation has robbed you of your life, but you have a whole lot of life to live. I know that in, in your soul, you know, this thing feels like it has depleted you of all of your worth and all of your value, but your worth and your value are innate, it's built in. No devil from hell can touch that. All I need from you is, I just need you to wake up. I need you to get up. And I need you to move. 
And the further you get away from this, see, as that prodigal son left that far country, what he really was returning to was himself. The Bible says when he came to himself, that's what I'm trying to do with you today. I'm trying to stir something in you to get you to return to yourself. You've not been yourself. You've not been in tune or in touch with yourself for a very long time. You don't need anybody else in your life right now. You need to rekindle your relationship with two people in particularly. Your relationship with the Creator and your relationship with yourself. This is not the end of you. God has greater days ahead. Now may I pray for you today. May I pray for you today before I let you go. Father, as I have delivered this message that you've given to me to share with your people tonight. Some of them, dear God, are feeling like I can't be God's person, God's son, God's daughter. God, I pray now that you would just by your Holy Spirit wrap your arms around them and make them sense your holy presence and your acceptance and your love. And God, now my prayer is that you will strengthen them because some of them are caught up, dear God, in some very difficult circumstances. And my prayer now, Father, is that you will give them your ability to move forward with their lives. And no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name. Now listen, I have thoroughly enjoyed my time with you today. My prayer is that you will make certain to like this, share this with others, help my platform to grow, that's very important. That this message reaches everyone that it needs to reach and that God, uh, will, you, well, God will use you as a partner to help me to touch this world with this message. Now don't forget to go by my website, rcblakes.com, sign up for my mailing list. Don't forget to check out all of my online programs. In fact, I have a program on there specifically geared towards soul ties. I also have the book Soul Ties. You can check that out at Amazon along with all of my other books. And uh, I, believe those, I believe those resources will be very helpful in empowering you to move beyond this. Um, now, I, I want you to know that Lisa and I love you and we thank God for all of you that continuously sow into our lives. Those of you that have done it today, we thank God for you. We just appreciate you. We do not take you lightly. Those of you that may need counseling, there is a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. BetterHelp is, um, is a counseling agency that we have a relationship with. If you use the link that's in the description, it will afford you 10% off of the cost of counseling. And BetterHelp, because of the referral, uh, will make a deposit into R.C. Blake's ministry. So if that, that's something you need and that's something that you, you think works for you, check it out. And it can possibly be a win-win. But just know that Lisa and I love you with all of our hearts. We thank God for you. Um, re remember to like this and to share. 
And uh, as I say to you all the time, you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So guess what? I will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at RC Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. Time with us today. RC and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the laws of manifesting your vision by RC Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by RC. You may find all books written by RC and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at RC Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.